Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Venus. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by Claire Paul. To be more like Claire, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show and grow the show today. His back is strong, his beard is thick. Wonders what makes people tick. Joe Marler and his show. Joe Marler, here we go. Hello, I'm Joe Marler. This is Tom Fordyce. Welcome to our show. Yeah, I've currently got my hoodie pulled up over my face because, Joe, you have just disgraced yourself in this small, airless <laughs> studio by doing what I used to refer to in the playground at the age of eight as a guff. <laughs> you never guffed, no? You're used to wearing masks now. Do you know what I mean? What's caused this particular guff? Uh, I had a prawn poke bowl last night, a hoisin duck wrap, like the big one, and a prawn sandwich. Six easy peelers <laughs> and two apples, pink ladies. Oh, actually, it might. Uh, I've got the core of one of them here. <laughs> uh, and uh, what else did I have in there? Oh, a little pack of uh, those Grey's nuts. The lime and thingy ones. You know, those little box of them you get. Sounds to me like it's just sheer weight of food. Do you think eating six easy peelers is excessive? Because they're not that big, but you never see you never see someone eating six at a sitting, but they're not that big, so it's not obscene. Well, the problem, I think, is in the concept, isn't it? Because the very fact they're easy peelers means that you're more likely to eat more of them because it's so easy to get at them. I actually... It's good that you brought that up. They were called easy, but I actually found it quite difficult to peel them. How many pieces were the skin in for each? The av- okay, the majority, four of them. Out of the four of the six, I had about five to six pieces, and then there was these two that were particularly tough, and I'm looking at about eight or nine pieces of skin. That's not an easy peeler. Well, that's a very that's a very tough peeler. No, a tough peeler is like thirteen, thirteen plus at least. Can you give me your shout of joy if you were to take not? It's not even sold as an easy peeler. It's just a standard satsuma. Mm. You've peeled it. Mm. And the skin is still, when you pull the final little bit off, it's still in one piece. Altogether. Now, the techers I usually go for with them is in the middle. You go right round, all the way round until you've reached the... Round the equator? Yeah, round the equator. So, like, it's Saturn's rings mm. or ring. Has it got more? Yeah, it's rings. And then you go all the way round, but you just stop shy. And then you peel the two tops off like hats. Yeah. You've got the hat, and if you turn it over, it's a hat. Otherwise, it's on the bottom thingy. <laughs> that's how i peel my easy peelers usually do you just because you've have eaten six easy peelers do you bother separating the satsuma into any form of individual piece all in just, one all in one just because <laughs> there were occasionally there was a couple of pips in them so i had to get them out it's a lot to be said for a satsuma it's very christmasy fruit isn't it what about oh it's someone the other day uh who i work with called ed he eats kiwis what the, the skin and all? Yeah, like a, he eats that. it like an apple. I've seen that. It's yeah. fucking horrible. Have you done it? I've seen it, but why are they hairy? Yeah, I know. I tell you what fruit I don't like, Joe. That one that tastes like sick durian. What durian? I was going to say the fruit of your ass when you've had six seeds <laughs> because it's still hanging around. It's uh, you... <laughs> anyway. Can we get someone on? Going to have to delay them. I would say seven or eight oh, minutes. Oh, we need to open the doors, air it for a bit. Can we get some odor eaters in here or something? Yeah. Our guest today is an estate agent. Oh, an estate agent. <laughs> like, agent of the estate. Does that work like that? Double O estate. Doesn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> you right, James? Just, sorry, yeah, James. Right. James, welcome. The Thank estate you. agent. Uh, how are you? Yeah, really good. Estate agent, talk to me. Yeah, I've done it for forever. Literally left school, went into estate agency. It's always what, what I wanted to do, and I love it. It's phenomenal. It's a really good job. Do you I, love it? I do. Because you're it's actually not, deep down a really nosy fucker. 
and it's a great way <laughs> it is a good of way. just going in it's and out a, of everyone's it's houses. It's a very good way to look at people, looking at people's houses, but you are helping someone buy the biggest thing, the biggest purchase they're going to make. There's a real big satisfaction in that. Joe, what are your experience of estate agents? Positive, negative, somewhere in between? Uh, Daryl. Daryl was our estate agent that we used. I remember his. I remember he was called Daryl because I used him twice. Is that good? Um, well, you're not going. I don't think you're going to believe this. Okay, so we bought our first house called Rose Lee, like the tea, or is that Rosie Lee? That's Rosie. Fuck. Yeah. Close. So it's a little bit like the tea, and it was a big thing for me and my wife at the time. Yeah. Right? We were twenty two, twenty three. I didn't know what a mortgage was. Yeah. I didn't know all the ins and outs of. Well, can, I just want that house. Can I live there? How do I what, buy to let, rent it? What What the fuck are you going on about? Just let me live there. So I went through all that, learned that sort of part of it. Oh, that's what, that seems quite a lot of money. I'm not sure about that. Where do I get that from? Because I haven't got that and all that old lending bollocks. Anyway, got the house. Lovely. We loved it. And Daryl had got a great job and the family we'd bought it off were, were lovely and they moved on and obviously they couldn't stay in the house because oh. we'd bought it. <laughs> Seems strange. So the guy, And we were there a couple of years, but the family started to grow. And we were like, right, let's move, let's get a little bit bigger. I wanted a bigger garden. So we gave our figure of what we're looking for. Daryl, go find us a house, please. And then he put us on to someone else. I said, no, I want Daryl. Get Daryl back, Daryl, I trust. Does this anecdote have a payoff? Because if it doesn't, it's the <laughs> shittiest story. <laughs> most, most people just look on right move. Right, yeah, we found it on there. Anyway, so we're looking at all these houses. We're like, no, we can't find one we like, no. And, and then we were like, oh, actually, let's just move there for the sake of moving in this one. Daryl rang us up one day and he said, actually, there is this house. It's 300 grand over your budget. <gasps> I went, so why the fuck are you ringing me and telling me? He went, well, I don't know. I thought you might want to have a look at least. I was like, okay, let's go have a look. So we went and have a look and we turned up and you won't believe who's who's answered the door. Daryl. No. <laughs> Although that would actually make sense. The better story. No. The previous owners of our previous house. What? Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. So the story has got a semi-payoff. Maybe I could have shortened it. I think so. In <laughs> <much> <laughs> <respect>. <laughs> you have to rely on Steve to do that for you. It is weird. Isn't that weird? Were they pleased to see? No, they weren't pleased to see us, actually, because the marriage had broken up and they were selling the house of their dreams and we were taking it over to make it a happy place again. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you got any estate agent stories that you want to talk probably about? Be- probably better than your one. Brilliant, excellent. <laughs> that, that thing, James, where the estate agent comes back to you, you're giving them a figure you can afford. Right, what is the thinking there? What is the general markup that you think people might accept? It's generally £10,000 over the course of a mortgage is pennies. So most people can look at twenty, thirty, fifty thousand pound more. Obviously, your estate agent at three hundred thousand pound more looked at obviously your earnings at the time and thought, "Let's get him around this one." It's worked, doesn't it? Because you bought it. Yeah, we did buy it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's he's done his job properly. I would argue that he's done his job properly for his more of his own benefit than our benefit. Does your slice of the pie as an estate agent go up the higher price? It does, but it is, it's not much. No. <laughs> it's not much. Yeah. It really isn't. As he, as he says, if, with a if, tight smile. If we're in London, much. it's ridiculous. Oh, okay. But where I am, it's not, it's not that much. I think, James, you're the first person I've come across that actually wanted to be an estate agent. So with the greatest of respect, most people that I know that have ended up being a estate agent is because it's been a stopgap in between, or yeah. they're like, "Yeah, you well, fall into it's it." It's just it's easy. I just go take people around houses and, and I get a mini. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you're the first in a mini. person. Usually, most people are a bit like, "Oh no." I did work experience at school, and I fell into an estate agency then. And the company I worked for was it was a nice independent. Really friendly, and I just love the buzz of the day. 21 years later, I'm still here. Do you think Joe would make a good estate agent? Is there any way of testing Joe's capacity as an estate agent? I think he would. You can talk to people. You've got to be honest. You've got to be empathetic. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, you might have to work work on those traits. It started so well, but but surely I could be a good, a good, bad estate agent. Because I'm really, funnily enough, I'm really good at bullshit. It's good in the office... But to people, you do get found out. How? It I, snowballs massively. You can. You tell a lie and it will snowball. What people sort of lie then would it. get you in trouble? Oh, we've got we've got four other buyers for this house. You know, it's quite easy for people to find out. Just silly little lies. You get found out. It doesn't look look good. 
It's a bit mm. like saying, oh, this house hasn't got any Japanese knotweed. And then you turn up <laughs> yeah. and there's this fucking giant yeah. Japanese knotweed all over the walls. Like, yeah. If someone's died in a house, if oh. someone's committed suicide in a house, you've got to tell them. So you have to tell them, you have legally. To declare it. Yeah, you have to declare it. And are we... So say someone's... You've got a house that you're trying to flog. It's worth 250 grand. Yeah. But the previous owner has died in it. You know. Yeah, if it's, if it's more than a heart attack... Yeah. Um, and they've they've been murdered or committed suicide. Yeah, yeah you, you need to tell them. So, what sort of percentage are you having to knock off? That's what this? I was thinking, Joe. I didn't want to think it, but I Do was you know, thinking. Like, it. I'm desperate for this house, and I'm not that. Bold. I don't believe in ghosts. I'm not, but I can clear up the stain, sort of thing. I dealt with one before Christmas, and the guy had hung himself from the loft ladder. The buyer still paid the normal market value. He knew the score. You know, it was a big thing in the national papers. Um, so he knew, and he paid it. I'd be looking for a bargain there. Yeah, if I'm... there's a murder, then it's probably slightly different. Yeah, I haven't had any of those touchwood. Hey, it might add a little. You bit never of, know. You know what I mean? To your 21 distinguished career, it could add a little bit more, like vavavume. The man who sold the house where five wait, people were murdered. Yeah, waiting for the murder house. <laughs> You're telling me you've you've never told a porky in agency? No. Okay. Do you know of anyone? Yeah. May, may or not. May. A lot of estate agents do. When they go and value your, value a house, they'll say, I can 100% get you this. And they'll over-inflate it to get it on the market. Joe, in that situation, if someone's come to your house and gone, your house is worth 250 grand. And it's only worth 200. How are you going to tell? That's my fear. Because we all like a bit of flattery, don't we? If someone's come in and gone, Joe, you've, you've lost a little bit of weight. Yeah. You're, uh, you're looking more muscular than usual. Your hair, Joe, is looking... You're like, you know it's bullshit, but a little part of you's going, maybe they're right. Well, no, I know it's bullshit because li- literally no one I know has ever <laughs> said those words to me. Um, I'd, you're right. Matt, I'd just go on Zoopla and look but, at previous prices. Uh, it's, it's quite a scattergun approach because just because next door sold X doesn't mean someone's going to buy yours at Y. So there is an element of guesswork. You have to be knowledgeable what, about what's sold. But I can't hand on heart say to you, you're definitely going to sell at this. Whereas a lot of estate agents will come around and say, I will get you £50,000 more. And they won't. What about um, the classic, um, this is a four-bedroom property. Um, and, there's, and there's a... And you turn uh, up and you go... Right, there's, there's a kennel. There's the one. <laughs> there's the two. Is that three? Okay, that's... that's okay, I'll, I'll accept threes. that as three. There's a cot in it. And then you you walk into that one and you go, yeah, and this is the this is the fourth bedroom slash office slash cupboard that uh, you can only just fit in. How the fuck are you getting away with that? Like, how, do, how does someone go, yeah, it's a four-bedroom house, when that's clearly not a fucking bedroom? They'll try and get away with it, just to try and push it up the search rankings. Joe, when you're looking, I don't know if you bother doing this anymore, because you do have the house of your dreams. Just what? correction that. Uh, we, <laughs> lo- we liked the house for a whole year, and ever since, we hate it. Loathe it. We loathe it. We cannot make our mind up as what to do, but carry on. It's not so, that, yeah. When you are uh, scrolling properties on a property website, you get the choice to rank it, by lowest to highest or highest to lowest, which way around do you go? Always go highest first. Yeah. yeah. And I, I make it like a five mile radius. Yeah. yeah. Especially like around our area. In the like, it's a little bit in the country. Yeah. If you have it just in one little oh, postcode, you get four properties. Yeah. So you've got so, to spread it out. But some of the houses oh, in there, yeah. and you're like, oh, this is so good. What I'd give to live there. Oh, oh, that's got a retractable decking on its swimming pool. And you're like, where is it? And you go, oh, it's, it's says it's half a mile up the road and you go just going out for a drive <laughs> <laughs> you pick up this rocket. why have you got binoculars well there's another no reason i'm just going out there yeah always start high because yeah. but then that worries me because you're always going oh do you know what i mean you're always I reaching out and it, doesn't it make you feel bad that's what i'm thinking so you get it's like going to you know which restaurant you can afford and then you go to the super posh restaurant next door and they bring a selection of dishes and they weigh them under your nose so you get the full aroma as well as the sight and then you go, okay, I'm off to the fish and chip shop. Yeah, but I'd like both. <laughs> <laughs> what about shitholes? So you're tasked with, say, Tom's house, for example, yeah, is. is a shithole. No need to use the words, for example. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen it before I left this morning. And you, you, or like a haunt, have you seen Afterlife? Yeah. Right, let's let's go with Afterlife. Yeah. Brian, Brian Gittins. That's actually quite clean compared to some of them I've seen. Fuck off. Yeah. So you've got a hoarder, Brian, you're trying to sell Brian's yeah. house. Brian slash Tom wants to sell his house. Surely there's, how are you taking me around that house and going, 
This is where you'll have your food in the... <laughs> you, you Generally, you try and get it cleared as much as you can first, or it goes down the auction route. I've been in houses where there's been hazardous tapes on bathrooms and, bed, um, and, and kitchens, <gasps> where there's just bags of piss and shit everywhere. Bags, hang on, there's yeah. bags of piss and shit? Yeah, yeah they, they haven't used the toilet for so long. It's just overflowing that they're just you know, defecating bags and baths and they haven't washed. Yeah, I've had one where... I love that we def- finally found a guest that says defecated as opposed to shit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, I've been in one where the first floor was condemned, so he couldn't go up. And they, they condemned him because he fell through it. There was about two tonne of rubbish on the first floor. Places like that, you can't take people in. So it's a case of they need to get out, get it cleared... And then just sell it as a start again job. If you, Joe, just I want to say this to you now, um, and I mean every word I say, if you ever get to the point in your life where you're pissing or shitting in a bag, <laughs> call me. Well, I see you can come round and watch. <laughs> <laughs> call you, what, for, for what purpose? I don't know yet whether you, you want me to call you so that you can then mock me. So make yourself feel better because I've reached my lowest end. <laughs> <laughs> or whether you're coming around to help me. I can't believe it. The the way you have treated my offer of saving you uh, if you've reached a low point that you're pissing or sitting in a bag is to assume that I'm doing it to At you. no point did you specifically say, I'm going to come around and help you. You just said, give me a call. <laughs> well, fucking, if I'm shitting and pissing in a bag, calling people is the last thing I'm doing, isn't it? I want to do that in secret. <laughs> Store it in the cupboard. I noticed you haven't reciprocated that offer either, so basically if I'm pissing or shitting in a bag, you'll leave me to it. I once pushed a shit down a drain. Did you? Because I was so I was so embarrassed that my mate had taken a shit in a shower. <laughs> was it your house? No, it was at, hos- at my house. Fucking hell, if someone's taken a shit in my shower, oh my God, I, they'd struggle to leave the house alive. You can't be shitting in people's houses. So where was this? A hostel? Yeah, it was a hostel in uh, Budapest. That's all right then, is it? <laughs> well, that, he thought so. We're just getting ready to go out, having a shower and all that lot, getting ready. And then he just t- he'd had a few and he went to turn around and said, well, I can't bother get out of the shower and do a shit. I'm just going to do it here. And we're like, what do you mean? In, the sh- in these cubicles? And uh, he went, yeah. And then he's just pissing himself laughing. All the other boys are like, bleh, 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 this massive turd. And uh, I've just been like, right, well, we can't leave it here, even though it's a hostel and it was like a pretty shit, Grim. dingy hospital. Uh, hospital? <laughs> hostel. <laughs> Leaving a shit in a shower cubicle is not play on. So I got the shower head, started jetting it, and it was quite a thick one and it wouldn't go, so I had to start like, your fingers. M- mushing it up with my fingers and pushing it down the drain <laughs> till it eventually go. They could, the other, other lot couldn't believe that I was touching another man's shit and pushing it down and giving it a clean. Why? Where's your mate when this is happening? Well, he was putting his clothes on. He'd finished showering. So you're... I mean, there's almost no greater sacrifice I've ever heard a friend make than, oh, he's getting dressed, so I'll push his shit with my own fingers. Well, I think that- it was more out of embarrassment. Like, I didn't want the hostel cleaner to come in and go, oh, my God, someone's shit in the shower. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know how to do a Budapestian accent. I don't even know where Budapest is. Um, it's... <laughs> Turkey. <laughs> it's in one of your favourite places. Six bells in Chinlai. What what emotion does your stomach always give you? Hunger. Yeah. It's in Hungary. Mm-hmm. Is it actually? Yeah. Fuck, I've been to Hungary. <laughs> I didn't even know I'd been to Hungary. Sorry. We've reached that point, Joe, where we need to press pause very briefly and have some adverts. So shall we have some adverts? Here are the adverts. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. Those were the adverts. Um, James, what's the worst viewing you've ever had? I've had, I've had people um, fall in ponds. <laughs> that's, that's, that was quite funny. That was start of December, so it was cold as well, and it was a really terrible house. The the guy sat there with an oxygen tank, cigarette, and he just alternate. 
That's an amazing scene. <laughs> and the garden was just full. It was just piles of dog shit everywhere with three koi carp ponds. <laughs> it's a Friday night. I want to get down the pub. So rather than just let one person in, we doubled up on the viewing. As they're in the garden, sort of playing <laughs> minesweeper poo, um, <laughs> they walked over the koi carp pond and he fell in. He swam to the other side, couldn't get out, swam back. Um, Did they buy it? No. Got a cab there as well and then asked for a lift, for, for a lift back. I said, like, no, you ain't getting in my car, mate. You're soaking. He was drenched. Was he the, was he the a prospective buyer? Yeah, prospective buyer. So you should have t- you should, surely you should have gone, yeah, I'll give you no, a lift. If no. you're buying the gaff, you can have a lift up the road. That's, that's the exchange rate for it. Okay. I've had arguments, domestics, some really bad ones. I've been on valuations where... I've been upstairs and next thing you know, Mr. Strangling Misses and we've got to call the police. What? I failed a hoarder's house once and it was a tramp. He, he'd invited a tramp back. So they're there, they're there <laughs> sitting there. Thinking, honestly. It's from where? They, from where? I don't know, but they, I, I turned up, it must have been about 11 o'clock in the morning and they're sat there in the lounge and he's drinking, they're both drinking out of a bottle of peach snaps. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's before and lunchtime, so. I've walked in, I'm like... Yeah, this. Yeah, I'll see you later. I'm off. See you later. But there's, it does kick off on viewings where one person likes it, one person doesn't, and you've got to stand all awkward while they're arguing. So. Do you, do you, have you ever done a viewing where you've like brought two prospective buyers? Yeah. Is it? Am I saying the right thing? Prospective yeah. buyers, like rivals. Yeah. Where you go? Actually, you can come at the same time. Ro- rather than at the same time, because it does get a bit. It's a bit of a nightmare because you've got to keep an eye on them and make sure they're not going to nick anything. <laughs> So, it's you get one at twelve. Who have you had? One at 12, who have you 15. added that's just nicking you've, stuff around the house? Be careful. You, you never know, do you? If you if I'm downstairs, if if I'm showing your house, yeah. How do you feel that someone's upstairs on their own? You wouldn't like it. Well, my equipment is is hidden and secure, so I have no issues about them finding. I've so had you that before as well. Go we've on. turned up on a viewing, and the mm. owners we've we've phoned up. She said, "Look, you can go in any time." So we messaged and say, "Look, we're going to be there at twelve today." Turned up for the viewing, and she's we, we've just started, and she's run upstairs, come down all red, hidden something. <laughs> she's left her toys out overnight. But coming back to the, getting the competition, you're best off doing a one-to-one viewing with one, and then get the other one to turn up 15 minutes later, so they knock on the door. Uh, I'll be out in a minute, and then they pass each other. That's good. Look them up and down. That's like, good. Mm, okay, we're going to do yeah. that. And then when they leave, it's, you want to make an offer, just, just give us a shout. <gasps> this is how you make an offer, and then they're thinking, oh, God, we need to pull our finger out here. Yeah? Um, James, you've brought uh, an image on your iPad to show us. Yeah. This was a hoarder's house. It was really bad. It stunk as well. It was wipe your feet on the way out. So I'm going to try and describe <laughs> this image for our wipe listeners, your Joe. Feet on the way it out. looks like a, uh, a reddish-brown armchair yep. with a blue handbag, and then what looks... Oh, oh my God. for fuck's sake. It's a pair of shorts, and on that pair of shorts, Joe is it's a it's a condom. It's a Johnny. Yeah, a used one. Oh yes, it is. It's yeah. It's full of uh, semen. Yeah. So this this was <laughs> the the owner in question was a seventy five year old lady. What? <laughs> well, I went in and said, "Look, what's the purpose of the valuation?" She said, "My husband passed away a month ago." <laughs> so, I should not be laughing at that bit. It was grim. The kitchen, you couldn't see a work surface, couldn't see the floor. So I said, okay, right, let's have a quick look around. So I've walked in the lounge and I've spotted that. And I was like, oh, okay. I've got to try and take a picture. No one's going to believe me. (laughs) So she had had a rocking horse in front of the fireplace. I was like, do you mind if I take a picture of the rocking horse? I've got a little girl and I want to get her one. (laughs) Was it with this iPad? uh, No, no, it was with my phone. Oh, a smaller phone, Um, sorry. So as I've walked over, I've said, oh, do you mind opening the conservatory just so I can go out there next? And as, as she's turned around, I took a quick picture. And yeah, it was a huge Johnny. And then, <laughs> What's your best bet as to why there was a huge Johnny on well, the sofa? Well, so after I finished the lounge, I went into one of the bedrooms and there was a grey pair of feet sticking at the end of one of the beds. <laughs> a grey pair of feet? They were grey. They were grey. So I'm thinking, oh, fuck, he's Not dead. <laughs> he's died. I was like, oh, shit, he's been here a month. What, there's a dead body in there? Huh? Oh, I went, do you know there's someone in there? She went, oh, yeah, it's just my alcoholic son. So, what? obviously, <laughs> it ties it back round. He'd obviously had a posh one the night before. Oh, um, for fuck's sake. And left it on the sofa. But that was grim. That's, what, 
Go on. There's so many tangents here, Joe. I don't know where to begin. My first question that is, why why were his feet grey? Any idea? I haven't got a clue. Just How grey? Unclean. Just look dead. Just dead look feet. Dead. Yeah. My heart, I thought I'm going to have a heart attack. He's, there's a dead body in here. This is this is just mad. Did you actually see him after after she claimed it was her alcoholic son? No, no. I left. I was like, I've got to get out Why of did you? I had to leave anyway because it stunk. I was, and it just, the whole place. I'm, I'm going to struggle <laughs> selling the place unless, unless you in, wipe the cover off the walls. At least he done it into that rather than a tissue and left that there. I like I how you're now worse. defending him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've, you've publicly shamed him by he didn't taking leave a mess on his mum's sofa, did he? <laughs> didn't leave a stain. He's kept it contained. Okay, he's my, gone to his own room. My next question would be: Why is the mum gone? Yeah, that's my alcoholic son, as opposed to people. That's my son. People tell estate agents a hell of a lot. Do It's almost like um, we're therapists. We're told every single part of their life. It's quite quite interesting, actually. When we were doing some viewings, I went and did a couple of my own with um, who would it have been at the time? Maggie, as a baby, Daisy couldn't make it. And I said, right, I'm going to go view these houses, which is crazy because she she's not seen the house, so she, I was never <laughs> going to get them, but I wanted to go to them anyway. So I went to this little old one, nice on the corner of somewhere. So I went out into a field. It was like so nice garden, then lovely view out of it and it's this little old man that comes to the door and it wasn't an estate agent. Yeah. He said he'd do it he takes you around yeah. himself. I was like, okay, I'm not I don't know how I feel about that one because I get a bit you know what I'm like, I can be quite mm. awkward socially and stuff. Can so you? and uh <laughs> so I was like, Hiya and he's like, Hello and I said, Who's this little one then? I said, Oh this is Maggie and he's taking me around the house. Lovely house like really sort of old. Yeah. This is the bedroom, this thing, and he was on his own. It was the pictures of him and his wife, and got to the kitchen. The kitchen was dated as fuck. It was horrible. And I was like, oh, and he saw me like, sort of like, oh, okay, not really, okay, not quite what. He said, yeah, we were we were in the middle of changing the kitchen and, and updating it until, until Patricia died. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. Oh, really? He's like, yeah, it was a couple of months ago. And he started like... yeah welling up a bit and opening up and yeah I miss her a lot and it was like fucking hell I really want to be here for you but I've only just met you I don't want to buy you like, and then yeah. I felt obliged to go yeah I think I'm going to put her off <laughs> I think I'm going to put her off he's like oh okay that would be nice it would be great to hear from you and I was like yeah yeah cool like, how the fuck do I get out is that out why you don't like your house now how do I get out of it and as I started to pinch Maggie Really hard, so she started crying. <laughs> Good decision. <laughs> That's clearly a made-up bit of the story. Is that usual for the house owners to go? Don't worry, estate agent. I'm going to do it myself. No, mo- most estate agents want to do it. I changed my tact about I don't know about five five and a half years ago. It was always we'll do the viewings. You go out. I spent fifteen and a half years of my career keeping buyers and sellers apart just to justify my fee. It actually works when you meet the owner. You feel obliged not to put a silly offer in. So we we get better better money for it. So it it does work when they when they meet. Some people like it, especially old people like that. They they love it. They can answer questions, but then you do get the boring ones that you know. Christopher fell down the stairs in seventy six. Yeah, but what if you um, walk and, <laughs> and died? And, oh yeah, God! Yeah. But what if you um, you do that? You go. Owner says, oh, "I'd like to be present whilst you're taking the the buyer around." And the buyers go around and goes, oh, fucking kitchen's a shithole. Like, you can't really do that in front of the owner. No, does buyers, it not get awkward? Buyers won't, but then you, as an estate agent, you, you wouldn't be there because it does get awkward. Yeah. And you just have a chat with them after. Right. Everyone's polite, aren't they? When they first meet, they'll be polite. They'll walk around, they want to offend them. But sometimes you get better feedback that way. Do you get the sense, if you're taking a prospective buyer around the house, James, do you get the sense that people make their mind up pretty soon? Sometimes yeah. not even going in the house, standing outside. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people do. I did with mine. I bought our bungalow we're in now without my wife looking at it. I left. Still with your wife? Yeah, yep. just about. She, okay, fine. <laughs> I left and I was like, look, I phoned up, we're going to fall in love with me again for finding the house of our dreams. Um, she viewed it about two weeks before it exchanged and she hated it. <laughs> she, she walked out and she's like, what have you done? But then I explained what we were going to do and she, yeah, she she liked it. So Did you do what you promised you were going to do? Yeah. yeah. Most of it. That was. I went round another one, and I, this one I really liked. It was a big old acre of land, and it had a like a separate two-story building where the 
person who was there had um they used to restore old cars yeah so like classic cars and that i was like fucking hell this is perfect i want to turn that into like my little gym yeah office type thing and it was a fucking big area i was yeah. like that um but the house was a bit oh daisy's definitely i could live here because i don't really care as long as i've got the gym which i'm going to stay in most of the time going around and he was like are you interested i was like yeah i'm really interested and Went back, showed Daisy the pictures of it all, and she went, it's disgusting. We're not fucking going there. And I was like, right, okay, that's the last time I try and yeah. find the house of your dreams, like like you did, Jones. And uh, a few weeks later, it was announced that uh, Rag and Bone Man ah. was moving to Heafield, and he bought that property instead. Of he did. And I went, fucking hell, Daisy! She went, what? I was like, Rag and Bone Man's bought it. She was like, okay, what difference does that make? And I went, well, he's, he's bought it. She was like, yeah, yeah, no, he's bought it now. It's not like if we'd have bought it, he comes with it. And I, and I couldn't get out of my head that I was like, oh, we could have been pals. If we lived with him. If we, <laughs> yeah. only, only kept the, we, you keep the warehouse, yeah, you keep the gym. Only if we lived together. She was like, you're a prat. We're buying this house instead. I went, yeah, okay. When you're doing the photos, how do you make small rooms look bigger than they actually are? Wide-angled lens, but not too wide because otherwise it fish eyes and you end up with wonky lines or even like the the iphone pro it takes three pictures and merges them into one brilliant isn't that fraud no as long as you show it off no no show no, it no. Off right, i'm pretty sure that's fraud no if, if i'm if i'm standing here yeah and it makes this look and this table's massive yeah then yeah that, that is but if it shows it off to to what it is normally and you get it's just playing with the angles so you get a little bit of this wall and this one and you show the space off and it looks all right playing with the angles jam so you do. It's fraud. And I don't care that it's fraud because I love looking at all of those websites. Well, you squeeze yourself into a tiny little space, which is quite hard for can't me. <laughs> but Can't you get someone in the photo? Because you never, ever see they any people in... The, the the most viewed property on Rightmove about two or three years ago was uh, it was an advertisement executive in London. Every picture, he was in a monkey suit. It was brilliant. Got clicks, so many clicks. Exactly. Yeah. That's how you sell it, mate. And what? you get them to stand like... Right back from the yeah. camera to then make, make it I did, out. Um, I sold a bungalow to for, for a builder, and I was telling him about that story. He said, don't worry, we'll get, we'll get, I'll get my sister, sister or boyfriend in. They can be in the hot tub, we'll take pictures. I was like, yeah, I don't think that would quite work on my move, doing it that way. But yeah, there's been other things. So like, um, there was a guy who used to hide miniature Marmite pots in pictures. He used to do what? Hide miniature Marmite pots. <laughs> So For what reason? So you'd put it onto social media where you'd find the Marmite pot and you'd win a prize. Like a Where's Wally for Marmite? every single picture, yeah. And that, he got quite a good... Did he actually sell in, sell his house? Probably not. It's just for Marmite spotting. <laughs> if Joe wanted to uh, sell his current residence, which he doesn't, I assume, Joe, and he's doing the no, photos... No, I do. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I do. So he wants to sell it, James. What is... Because there's obviously one photo that you load first. Yeah. What is the best photo to put on the first one? Probably Elevated. Try and get a drone out or a camera pole. A drone. Oh, so like yeah. an aerial one yeah. where it's just down at the whole. Show the space around. It doesn't quite work if you've got a little one bed start home, but um, yeah, if you've got a bit of land around, perfect. Because we, when we looked at this one, well, they've got that sheet that they give us before yeah. we go through. The main picture was the front of the house through the gates, and on the drive. Well, it's a drive now, but on the thing in front, there was a well. Yeah, a well. A well. You know, like a well. Why do you put so much emphasis on the end of the word? <laughs> well. A well. Uh, there was a well. There you go. Which one do you prefer? Well or well? <laughs> You're more normal. Well. Well. No, no, because well is like... Well. Oh, well, well, well. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he's, in the, he's in the selling this house mode, so it's... <laughs> yeah, actually, well. Right. Well, well, well. <laughs> Here is... Because uh, if I went well, well, well... Here's a well that it's not as nice as going, well, 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 here's a well. Why not just say, here's the well? You're oh. saying well. No, but you've, made, you've infected my brain. Why do you need to precede the well, the water-based well, with the well, well, well? Because it's not like it's a big well, well, well. What have we hit? You could just say, over there is the well. I'm trying to be like this, like a, a showman in this sale pitch here. Well, well, well. What do we have here? Ah, it's a well. <laughs> I know what you makes total sense. To yeah, me, rather than go look, there's a well over there. Are you buying the house? If I go, well, 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 <laughs> what do we have here? 
Oh, it's a well. I would be turning on my head and running out through the gate if you started talking to me like that. Fucking hell. Anyway, <laughs> we were like, oh, that looks nice. It must be, you know, that drew yeah. us in. We were like, we've never looked at a house with a well. Anyway, we turn up. First thing is, obviously, I've got to look down the well, haven't I? Mm-hmm. It's fucking fake. What? It was a fake well. <laughs> it was. It was just. It was just like two foot eye with a with the classic bucket. But just a little flower pot one. No, <laughs> fucking <laughs> hell! I'm not that stupid. It was actually a brick well. Yeah. Two foot eye with the wooden bit and the cover mm-hmm. and the semi thing. It looked down. And it's just. It's not a well. It's not like it was blocked up or anything, like been bunged up. It was a fake well, and I thought, well, 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 <laughs> they've they've had us they've had us over here, haven't they? And Did then, you get rid of the well? Yeah, we got rid of the well. As <laughs> 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 soon as we were there, well, don't beat the other one that we sold. Before we sold it, we had the back decking turned into a lovely patio bit, yeah. and as we were digging up the decking. They were like, there's something here. And we were like, what the fuck's that? And we dug a little bit more and it ended up being this giant Victorian water tank. And it was next to a real life six metre or however deep it was. Well. Well. Like a well. And we were like, oh, fuck, what do we do with that then? Just cover it over and... It's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they filled it all with the, all the brickwork and the hardcore that they'd used with the extension. <laughs> you just imagine someone going over a lawnmower. <laughs> filled it up and they just paved over it. And we sold it on. That's definitely illegal, isn't it? <laughs> Are you telling me? Someone tell me whether it's legal or not. <laughs> Are you telling me you left a property with a secret well to move into a property with a fake well? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> How many wells are there in Heathfield? Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, two. Do you know? I can't think... stop saying well now. Every time I say well, well. <laughs> oh. As a little thank you for growing the show, Joe and I are putting on some free drinks ahead of the England-Wales game. There's a pub called the Elsa Tavern, spelt A-I-L-S-A, like Elsa from Home and Away. It's a 20-minute walk or so from Twickenham Stadium, and if you get there between 1 and 3, and you're wearing your Joe Marler Show bubble hat, there's a free drink, alcoholic or soft, and soft would probably save us some money, but it's up to you. So, that is the 26th of February... 2022, the day England play Wales at the Elsa Tavern between 1 and 3 in the afternoon, not the morning. It will be a sea of bobble hats, or a handful, or maybe just you, but either way, we would like to say thank you. And we'll also stick some bobble hats behind the bar too for your mates who haven't got one yet. Oh, and just to cover ourselves a little bit here, this is a small bit. This deal is for the first 100 bobble hat wearers who show up, so get there at 1, okay? Uh, there won't be a hundred of you, but still. Hello, I'm Katie Puckrick, and I've got a podcast called Dot Com. It's the documentary series about the people of the internet, and series two about Reddit is out now. To me, Reddit is one of the last bastions of actual communities online. We uncover the truth behind some of the biggest, most shocking stories of the century. I feel like every time there's some big scandal going on, Reddit is 100% a contributor and an antagonist to it. Just search for Dot Com, that's D O T C O M, and subscribe now. And to conclude this ad break, this episode is sponsored by the following. The Sandman, Alex Sanders. Pierce Pressure, Kate Pierce. Ouija Mare, it's James Napier. Burn, baby, burn, it's Dan Burns. Butters, Nikki Butterworth. The Bailey Express, it's Grant Bailey. Alexander the Great Picuza, Marla Harrington-Smith and his dad Dale. Ed Lynchy. Lynch, how does it feel? Emily O'Neill. Just Tommy. The Burge Khalifa, Alan Burge, Patch 22, Charlotte Patch. Here's to you, Thomas Robinson. The banker, Tom Barkley. We wish you were Perry Coulson. The gammon, David Gammon. The mighty Maggie. And the conqueror, William Welsh. To be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show. Become an official sponsor and grow the show today. Whenever I think of estate agents and buyers who 
don't necessarily want to sell but have to sell. Yeah. Say there's a there's a split in the camp, then the kids don't want to leave, they want to stay there, but the parents are like, well, we're moving yeah. because we want to upgrade or downgrade or whatever, we're moving. And the kids are like, not a chance, not fucking, I'm not fucking leaving, yeah. we're not leaving. I always think of stepbrothers where yeah. they pretend to be dead, yeah. they wrap up a corpse and the buyers come around or they dress up as Hitler or Nazi <laughs> mowing the lawn. Yeah. Has there ever been any, like, I, I guess from... people don't actually do that, but have there been any buyers that have made mistakes where it's cost them being able to sell it because they've cocked up? Or I've had it with neighbours where neighbours have, got, they're, they're, I had one where he was shouting at his wife, yeah, and then he turned to me and winked at me when they went in. <laughs> he walked back in the kitchen. He just didn't like the look of them. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. The neighbours got, oh, we're not yeah. having them around here, no. Yeah. So the neighbours made that decision based on a quick glance just at the prospective buyer. Yeah. Question from Bob. I've been a mortgage broker for 30 What's broker? years. They sell mortgages. Yeah. Why that word? Carry on. Do you mean to do Bob again? Yeah. Are you I've been that a, voice. I've oh, you've been, changed it. Yeah. Is it different? Yes, it is. I yeah. tried to make it the same. I've been a mortgage broker for 30 years. Why do estate agents ring me after 24 hours saying if no offer by the end of the week, the vendor will put the property back on the market, causing unnecessary stress for everyone? Do you know what? I think Bob's Bob's on a bit of a mad one because it don't really happen. <laughs> well, that, hang on, just clarify. That's not Bob. <laughs> no, That's no, not Bob. No. That's not his He's voice. Very angry. But you did make out like it was really. he was angry. Yeah. He might have been saying that differently. Well, you do him as a calm, Bob. Hi. I'm Bob. I've I've been a mortgage broker for thirty years now, and I was I was just wondering why why do estate agents ring me after twenty four hours, which is twelve hours times two, <laughs> saying if no offer by the end of the day, week fuck I can't even read. <laughs> Sorry, Bob can't read. You'll generally find <laughs> that the pressure the pressure put on by the owners, saying we need this done. So the owners may have been waiting for a survey for a month with Bob feeding them it's coming don't worry you know you, you get the survey it's all been approved and it just takes ages and then when it happens it's right it's happened now where's this mortgage offer that, that's, that's where that'll come from do you know Bob? no you guess who Bob is? no thank god oh awesome. <laughs> Bob if you're listening to this please ignore James um, and come back and listen more we we like you um, do you just deal with selling the houses or do you do, you do any lets in I your 21 years? I dealt with about 19 years ago and hated it. Why? Um, it's just a nightmare. You can earn more money quicker doing lettings, but it's a kerfuffle. Everyone's got a problem. We had one lady come in. We gave her the keys out in the morning. About 12.30, she popped back into the office and went, my husband smelled gas. He'd do this. <laughs> like she was lighting a flame near it. And I was like, whoa. And it's just... <laughs> What are you doing? Tell the storm is going to blow the road up. <laughs> it's not quite what you advise. If you... Um, What's the best way to check if it is gas? Set light to it. But there's, it's just, it's just nauseous, a nightmare. It's not good. It ties into actually with a question from Richard. Richard says, when letting properties, does anyone get their full deposit back? A lot of people do. Fuck off. A lot of people do. Never. They do. How? It's, it's just looking after it. Oh, if there's a genuine thing that's gone wrong, yeah. there's a tenancy deposit scheme that will kick in and say, look, okay, we agree that the carpets need to be changed, needs to be decorated. But, yeah, a lot of people do. We, we, got, we got absolutely screwed in our first flat together. I was like, what's wrong with it? They're like, well, the carpets in the bathroom's got to be changed. And I went, well, first of all, who the fuck put carpets in our bathroom? Like, it's it was carpeted. I went, who the fuck carpets a bathroom? Obviously, it's going to get wet. They're like, yeah, but that doesn't explain the tomato ketchup stains. And I went, <laughs> what do you mean? They're like, well, there's, there's these red stains all over the bathroom. And it was, it's not ketchup. It's like it was tomato soup. They're like, why is there tomato soup in the bathroom and why is it all over the floor? And I said, well, <laughs> Daisy was showering one day and I lobbed a tomato soup over her. They're like, okay, that's why you're not getting 100% of the deposit back. And then I went, I've thought about it. That's fair. That's absolutely <laughs> fair. It's 100% away for that. No, no, that's why you're not getting yeah. 100% yeah. back. Sorry. What was, how much did they charge you for the soup instant? I can't remember because there was also other bits and bobs. But If you want to sell your house, James, the classics are the making bread or fresh coffee yeah. tricks. Bullshit or No, true? no, people do it. People do it. And it's yeah, really nice. 
it's quite nice if they leave us a bowl of biscuits as well on the side. I can. So is it just nice for you? you does it actually help? <laughs> yeah. well, like Santa at yeah. Christmas. <laughs> leave it. Leave a leave a carrot uh, for the reindeer as well. I used, I used to have a guy that used to come every single view and he'd bake bread. And then, so we'd finished the view, and then he'd walk to the office and give it to us in our shopping bag, <laughs> just a normal carrier bag. He'd bring it in with, with, with his bread. We're thinking about selling our place, and I'm like, well, we can't sell it until we decorate. And Daisy was like, what do you mean? I went, people will well, change I, it. I've got to decorate it. And she's like, but people are going to come in and change it for what yeah. they want it anyway. I went, yeah, but they might not buy it unless it's decorated. She was like, okay, is, is that fair? As long as it looks fine. You know, if you've got holes in the walls or half pa- half strip paper everywhere, then that's different. Yeah. But normally, if it's just clean and tidy, you're fine. Because it, it would be up to you. It. Yeah, it'd be yeah. up to you to sell. Yeah. That. It's like, well, you could. They're just... not ripping out good to make again, are they? They're just starting from what's there. How much do you despise purple bricks? <laughs> I work for purple bricks. <laughs> Ooh, it's all good, isn't it? <laughs> What do you mean you work for Purple Bricks? I work for Purple Bricks. How can you work for Purple Bricks? You're an estate agent. I know. I'm I a thought... very good one. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I used to have my own estate agent. Yeah. I sold that seven and a half years ago because it was the first eight months of my little boy's life. Yeah. Oh. Then I went back into High Street and Purple Bricks, they badgered me for two years solid. So I was like, okay, all right. I'll talk to him to shut him up. Um, it actually works. It does. I've got more time now than I've ever had, than I had, I had in the High Street. To give a good service. Estate agents don't like purple bricks because they're cheap. They're cheap because they've got the overheads. That's it. So how does it work? Like, say, free... Exa- exactly the same way. What, you go round and give that... I thought purple bricks yeah. was like... No, no. Oh, Ex- exactly you, you sign up to that and then you take the people around the house. No, exa- exactly the same. Ex- exactly the same. The only difference is you haven't got a high street office that people don't go into anyway. I, I miss the banter of an estate agent, but I get to spend time with my family. I never did in the high street. I've got three under three under eight now, so I need to be around. I get to take them to school, pick them up. If someone phones me, I can deal with it. It sounds lazy, but I do two appointments a day. That's Sounds amazing. When I was in the high street, I was doing three, 35 to 40 a week. What? So I'd come and see you. You'd go, yeah, let's get cracking. You'd never speak to me again. You'll deal with the spotty lads. The spotty lads. <laughs> so essentially, <laughs> essentially, where if you've got my Specifically, you just employed... <laughs> Spotty well, lads. Most estate agents are young. Out of school. Out of school, shiny yeah. suits. Yeah. It's an easy easy in to earn a good amount of money at a fairly young age. Do estate agents, because you're obviously seeing these properties before punters. Yeah. Do you ever keep the good ones back? No, sometimes you get first dibs on them. But we have to, if, if I value a house, I can't then go and get money off of it. I have to pay the going rate for it, the full market value. So, you know, I could I could say, look, this is coming on and give someone a heads up on it, but they'll have to pay because there's a relationship. They'll have to pay the going rate for it. I've heard a rumour about the CD underworld of estate agents and I'd like it to either be confirmed or dispelled. Do estate agents hold back really cheap properties because they've got close relationships with building developers so they actually go to them first before putting so i can't yeah. find a property on right move or other zoopla yeah. or anything that is the one that we go fuck that's cheap enough we can knock down it's got a nice bit of land yeah. on it we can see i can't find them anywhere and then yeah. someone told me because there's this secret unwritten rule that estate agents have got these building developers that they go to first and then if they don't want them they'll put them on the market true or false it, it does happen. It does happen. Whoa. There are there are agents Fuck. out there that that will that, that will act like that. It's not great, and it's not right for the owner of that property. How can you know you're getting the best price for them unless it's hit the market? It, it happens. It's not. It's not we'll great. T- we'll Things t- like that we'll, talk, we'll talk off air. <laughs> I've got a couple for you. Shh, shh. I said off air, not on air. <laughs> what are the other dodgy things that happen? Dodgy what? Yeah. Like, what do you uh, mean? Illicit. Things like, things like that. Things How can like you that be an illicit happen. estate agent? Well, I mean, well, maybe there, ask there James. Was, <laughs> <laughs> actually, they're, they're in a town, there was a cartel of estate agents. So oh. different estate agents got together. Like narcos, isn't it? And a we cartel said, of estate agents. It was. And, and, we, and they said, we are not going to charge below a certain percentage. They agreed on that. And they've, they've all been fined to the tune of about 340000 each. 
That's not that much, is it? So, fuck it. Yeah, are you taking the piss? No, but if they're selling houses for. No, I'm thinking of the actual price. Yeah. That's carry on. For what they're getting out of it. So, yeah, 340. That's a turnover for a, a, an average office. So they've got a year's turnover taken away of an average office. I like to think, Joe, it would have been done in very narco style, where the estate agents have all met at a hacienda. Yeah. Oh, and they're sitting around with very small coffees. Oh, yeah. No, I'm waiting for you to go now. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's uh, talk about. Uh, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about the uh, Cateles Tadiasiono. You want to cut a deal? No, I want us to all be uh, the same percentage. Or... You mean we are putting the weapons down? Uh, nothing in the first, just uh, to keep with the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we keep with the same percentage, so we don't go below that percentage, okay? <laughs> I like this idea. Can you write it down for me? Because I, I just think it understand. is. A, I think it's a safer option than the, all of uh, the hohen that uh, we have been having <laughs> and the avocados. Uh. What about the risk of being fined three hundred and forty thousand pounds? Ah, well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of money. <laughs> Maybe we should think again. <laughs> Oh, we've got to end this nonsense. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. James, right. thank you so no, much you. for coming on thank and you. joining us on today's show. No, thank you. Thank you for having us. Brilliant. If you had to live with one of, permanently, with one of your England teammates, which one would you least like to live with? Johnny May. Tell me more. Because he stretches every night at half seven. Why half seven? I don't know. That's like prime chill time or eating time. I ain't stretching. Don't like stretching. Fuck stretching. Will he do that wherever he is at half seven? Yep. Or is any wriggle room? No. So if he's on a bus, he'll yep. stretch. Why would he be on a bus? Why would he be... Whatever. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who would you most like to live with? Marrow. Because? Gazillionaire. Who's got the best house? Faz. Has he? Yeah. Looks insane. Does it? Yeah, looks really nice. Single done a lot feature. of work to it. Lovely. He's even got a bar. Mm. Surely you got something to plug off the back of this, Tom, rather than continue with your really insightful questions about England teammates? Well, like Joe, I was going to say that if people wanted to support the show, they can now subscribe on Apple, Spotify and Patreon. All you got to do is search for, guess what, Joe Marler Show. For just a pound a week, you can get bonus content, ad-free episodes, and you'll be growing the show at the same time. Joe, if people would like another podcast to listen to before you and I get back together again, we would like to tell them about .com. This is the documentary series about the people of the internet. They did a great series about Wikipedia. Now, there's another one out now about Reddit. So, if you think the internet is this weird, anonymous, faceless place, think again. Search for .com and get to know the people behind the screens. Who's coming onto the show next week? Joe, prepare to be very happy. It's a maker of sausages. Yeah, yummy, 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 yummy. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I love a bit of sausage. God, game on. Oh, can't wait for that one. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Podcast Network.